0: I'm sure you guys have already heard, but aside from the elementary school shooting of recent, there was another just this last week in Louisville, Kentucky, five dead and others injured in a bank heist. The mass gun shootings are real and on the rise. I don't ever remember hearing about a shooter in schools, the malls, at a concert, in churches, or any of the like quite like we're hearing about now. So in light of it all, I thought this would be a pretty solid topic to talk about. Hey everyone, it's Katie and welcome back to the Katie Armstrong Show. The media loves the topic of guns, gun rights, quote, air quotes, assault rifles, as they call them, and anything to do with a reason to bring the topic of guns up to put them into question. It's relentless, actually. So let's take it back for a second and talk about guns, why we have them, our rights, where our rights come from, and then zip over and discuss if guns are the thing we should be bringing into question. This should lead us into a little bit of Bible prophecy, too, which should be fun. The right to self-protection has been around since the beginning of time. How do I know? Because God in the Old Testament was a proponent of self-defense, and Jesus in the New Testament was also a proponent of self-defense. And Jesus and God are one, and they do not change. You can see an example of this in Exodus 22, verses 2 through 3, where God says, through Moses, If a thief is found breaking in and is struck so that he dies, there shall be no blood guilt for him. But if the sun has risen on him, there shall be blood guilt for him. He shall surely pay. If he has nothing, then he shall be sold for his theft. This passage details the law concerning self-protection if a thief breaks in during the night or during the day. You can see a New Testament example from Luke 22, verse 36, where Jesus tells his disciples in preparation for ministry after his death and resurrection, and I quote, if you don't have a sword... Sell your cloak and buy one. Jesus knew that the time was coming when his followers would be threatened and need protection, and he upheld their right to self-defense. So weapon ownership and carry for protection is a God-given right. Obviously, during biblical times, their weapons for battle and protection were things like swords. Today, ours are mostly guns. This ties into our constitution. Even though this country would love to forsake its roots, The truth remains, our country was founded under the wisdom and guidance of God, the same God in the book of Exodus and Luke that we just quoted from, the Judeo-Christian God who never changes. This is why we not only have gun rights, but the inalienable rights in which our gun rights are attached to, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. No one else authors these rights or can give us the authority to deem them inalienable, but God, the author and finisher of our faith. That's what makes the United States so special we recognized God and looked to what he designed and installed for mankind and built a nation around it. So self-protection rights or gun rights are both biblical and thus constitutional, falling under the inalienable right to life. Now, given everything that was just said, what kind of room do we have to question our Second Amendment right? Which, word for word, says, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. We know it's popular in the media, particularly the left leaning media who is more dominantly for the anti God agenda, to constantly question and threaten our right to keep and bear arms in the name of air quotes, safety. I'm sure you've noticed they use every shooting for the occasion. But is our Second Amendment right something that should even be able to be questioned? Furthermore, once it is questioned, is it even logical or reasonable? The answer is obviously no, on both accounts. An inalienable right is an inalienable right. Webster's Dictionary literally defines inalienable as, I quote, incapable of being alienated, surrendered, or transferred. And with our inalienable right to life given to us by God, also comes our inalienable right to self-protect our life given to us by God. By definition, This right cannot come under question, ever. It's there. By God, it's irrevocable. The problem, however, is what we're seeing with the left-leaning folks. They no longer want to acknowledge God who founded this country, who gave us our rights, and makes them irrevocable, which is why they think questioning our Second Amendment can even be a topic of discussion to begin with. And with that, they blame the gun, which... I don't even need to get into. The argument falls flat on its face, and it's just nonsensical. Who pulls the trigger, friends? A gun doesn't pull the trigger on itself. We don't have a gun problem. We have a depraved and immoral people desiring to do depraved and immoral things problem. And banning guns won't rid the world of these people and keep shootings from happening. These wicked people will find a way to carry out the evil in their hearts, most likely by using a gun anyways, and the moral and innocent will be left defenseless. So if we really want to fix the, and I use air quotes, gun problem, we need to fix the immoral people problem, but we will not be stripping the innocent in the meantime. It's not even an option. Inalienable is inalienable. Now, there are two more points or topics of discussion I want to talk about surrounding all this. The first is how gun rights fall into the greater picture of Bible prophecy. We know that during the seven-year tribulation period, the final Antichrist will appear on the scene and rule as a global dictator over a one-world system. We're seeing talk about this new world order quite frequently now, not only in the news, but by organizations like the World Economic Forum and the United Nations. It is my opinion that in order for this to happen, our country will have to fall to communism and gun rights be taken. That's how you control a people and get them to a place of readiness for a global dictator. A free and moral people, especially those who have gun rights, don't simply submit. The good news, however, and this is where I should specify that I hold a pre-trib rapture view, is that us Christians won't be here for it. As our gun rights feel the pressure of attack, we will fight back and we will not submit. In the name of Jesus, we will not submit to evil coming for a right that is not its to take. These gun rights, I believe, will be stripped almost imminently after we're raptured, when the restrainer is spoken of in Second Thessalonians 2, verses 7-8. through 8 is taken out of the way. And it says, For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed, which is the final Antichrist, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. I hold the position that it is God in us, its believers, who is the restrainer of this verse. We will continue to fight and stand for our rights, restrain evil by the power of God's spirit until we are taken out of the way and are no longer here to be a non-compliant problem. And then the final Antichrist, the world dictator to come, will be revealed and have the power and ability to take over. If our gun rights going and all that were to happen before the rapture, while us Christians were still here well, we'd surely be under communism, and there would be no real restrainer holding back the final antichrist from coming onto the scene and being revealed whenever he wanted. He'd have the power and ability to do so and take over at his call. But that's not what the scripture says will happen. It says the restrainer must be taken out of the way first. Lastly, I just want to cover a Florida law that was just passed by DeSantis that I thought was interesting. In a brief summary, The law passed states that no person needs a permit or license to conceal carry starting July, I believe. I'm all for constitutional carry. Buy a gun, own a gun, carry a gun, open or concealed, no license. It's your gun and your right to keep and bear arms for self-defense. However, one thing I made note of that I thought was interesting. We do not live in times of old. There is a lot of gun illiteracy out there since constitutional carry has been under attack and laws made to restrict open carry you know, etc. Newer generations just aren't as comfortable around and with them. I don't care at all about constitutional open carry. I don't think twice. I see a gun, the person likely feels pretty comfortable with it, good deal. But the concealed carry with no permit is interesting. Don't get me wrong, I think it's good and constitutional, and I'd much rather have more people be armed than less, even if they're not entirely comfortable bearing arms. But also, I do think these newer generations would likely be the ones to conceal carry over open carry from lack of gun comfortability, and if you're someone that wouldn't feel comfortable enough with a gun to open carry, and you want to conceal carry, you should voluntarily take a course, I think, you know, get a permit or whatever, despite your state's laws, like Florida's new concealed carry freedom, you know, to get some extra handling confidence. Bottom line, just be wise. Just because you can carry now without any permit or training or license, which is awesome, doesn't mean you should without any kind of training or, you know, handling experience. Still make it a goal to take a class if you need to, if you're not comfortable. Also, as an extra benefit, I'm glad this law was passed not only because it's closer to a true constitutional carry, but because it will hopefully add an extra shield of protection against those entertaining evil thoughts. Now that they know there could possibly be a lot more people concealed carrying because it's easier for all of us to do so now, it could reduce how many of the people with these evil thoughts are willing to act on them. Anyways, that's it. That's all. I really hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode subscribe wherever you're listening to or watching this, be it YouTube or the platform you get your podcasts from. Rate and leave a review if the option is there. They really help me, and I read them, so they're a huge blessing. Other than that, until next time, fam, thanks for being here, and God bless you.